Hey guys, what's up? My name is Raylia Lewis and welcome back to Everything is Everything. Today is going to be a great show. I'm excited about this episode because I think that this episode will teach you guys so many great tips and really help you learn how to be financially independent and literate. So today's episode is about exactly what I said, financial literacy and also credit. My guest today is Shabri White. No, she's not a credit fixer or a credit broker. She does nothing like that for her profession. She's actually a citizen, someone like me and you, who decided that she wanted to become a homeowner. She got tired of renting. She decided that she wanted to make a big move. She wanted to buy a dream house and she didn't want to spend a lot of money on credit agencies and, you know, credit repair companies that were promising to help you build your credit, but also kind of getting over on the back end. So she learned how to fix her credit herself. She's not trying to be a credit repair person. She's just like me and you. She just wanted more for herself and she found out a way to do that. And now she's here today to teach you guys how to do it and to talk a little bit about why she decided to go on her own credit repair journey. Before I jump into the interview, I do want to add that I did have my credit repair from a credit repair company and it did work for me. It got me all the way to a 700 credit score in no time. But I think that because the credit company did so much for me, I didn't really learn how to maintenance it. And I went right back into that cycle of ruining my credit all over again. On the other hand, I do know people close to me who also decided to go the same credit repair route and they got zero results. She also tried that route initially as well. So I do think that it's a hit or miss. It's all about the people that you choose to partner with to repair your credit. But I do think that if you want to have long lasting, great credit, you have to learn how to maintenance it on your own as well. And that's why I think that she's the perfect person for this interview because she really makes it practical. She makes it relatable. And it just doesn't seem so complicated. Hearing her talk about how she got a repo off her credit was just so inspiring. So let's just jump into this interview. Hey, Bree. What's up, girl? So please tell the listeners more about who you are and what you do. Hey guys, my name is Shabri. You call me Bray. Um, I'm known for being a manager for entertainers, as far as musicians, artists, things of that nature. So on Instagram, you can follow me under Brain Entertainment. I also give back to communities, as far as like with the youth. And I have a number of things that yes. I do. Um, <laughs> she does my hair. Yes, I'm a hairstylist. <laughs> I do Rayleigh hair. Um, and just a motivational speaker and a life coach, things like other nature. So, so while she was doing my hair like two weeks ago, we were just talking like we always talk. And she started just giving me like all this free game. Mm-hmm. She just bought this crazy ass house, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like crazy ass house. So I'm like, well, what did you do? How did you get this house? Like, I know you, you a hustler, but like fill me in because I'm a hustler too. 
And she really started to like just give me so many like great gems. She started to talk about the importance of building your credit, which I need to do all over again. So I decided to bring her on today to just give you guys some tips to talk about her story and more about what she does. So everywhere I look online, people are talking about the importance of credit. They are promising to fix your credit for a monthly fee. And I know that you just purchased your dream home. And you were able to do so due to your amazing credit score. How did you build your credit? Well, first of all, um, you got to be very wise if you pick someone to fix your credit, like a credit builder. So be mindful of who you use for your credit user because everybody doesn't fix the credit how you need to be. And I got to the point where I'm at today. It took me a while because I was like giving my money to anybody to help me and it wasn't building. So I started doing research on my own as well. So what I did do was... Because I'm a lazy person. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, I just take my time and go through all this paperwork and dispute things. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing it. So what I did was I did my research on what I could dispute and the other stuff that I didn't feel like I wanted to or I wanted to go through the struggles with, I hired somebody. So that's how that happened. And the person okay. I picked was good. Okay, because my boyfriend was dealing with the credit repair company for about a year. Mm-hmm. And I built, I used... I used one as well, and it helped me. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. changed my life. But for him, he was paying all this money, and it just wasn't working. So he eventually canceled the membership. Do you recommend credit repair companies, or do you really, like you said, just do your own thing, know what you're doing, don't waste your money, don't throw it into a company, focus on what you're doing or what you can learn? I feel like um, if you're going to put your money into somebody, I think you really need to do the history and the research on them. Um, I used credit repair one time in my life, and I felt like the things they were getting off my credit wasn't, you know, sufficient enough. Mm. So I was recommended through a family member of a person that helped me with my credit repair. And I did a background on them, and they actually helped you get stuff off your credit. But in the meanwhile, while they're doing that, um, you could be seeing what you can do on your end as well to help out to make it go the process go faster. So meaning, like, if you think it's something that is for the lowest a hundred dollars and you could just get it off of you immediately then go ahead and do it like don't just wait for him to dispute it and throw okay. it out things like that you know you want him to help you with the big things i don't know if you guys had repos i had everything repos <laughs> you name it i don't have it all on mine so like that's what you want to do so you let him you pay that person and you stay on top of that person you paying that's your money so you make sure that it follows through you start checking your credit scores and once you get into it you honestly start feeling like you fix credit because now you're in tune and you're starting to see the scores going up. So now you really want to pay attention to what's going on. So what you do is you start looking at things. You start re- I started reading credit like, oh, okay, so why do I have this on here? So I'll call the companies up. They were like, well, you was a little late, especially with student loans. If you got okay. student loans, be very, very careful. So for people that's in deferment or people that's on payment arrangements, where you don't have to put zero down. What they don't tell you. That's me, by the way. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what they don't tell you is that. Once you don't have to put zero down, it's reporting to the credit bureaus as like you're not paying anything. So the interest rate is going up. Oh. So even though the student loan is saying, hey, you don't have to put zero down, it's still reporting to your credit like you're not in good standards. Really? Yeah. So you still want to put like a 50 to $100 down to make it look like you're in good standards. So that interest rate will start going down and your score will start going up. Never knew that. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that. Yeah, they're not going to tell you that. So, um, then you have your points to go up 40 points and things like that. You'd be surprised. But yes, those are big factors. And if you feel like you don't have the monies to actually pay somebody to fix your credit, do it yourself. Mm. You know, you take your time, 
get your paperwork, call the companies you need to call, get to the resolve the bottom of it. Most of these companies out here are already sold their business to another company. So once they do that, you have more of the upper hand because nine out of ten, they don't have nothing that belongs to you that they sold to that company. So you would just have to wait for it to fall off your credit, but keep them every time they send you something, you send it right back and dispute it. And then it'll eventually come off. Okay, so why is credit like so important to you? What role did that play in you getting your dream home? Credit is important because I am a black female that grew up in poverty. Um, basically, where I come from, you're raised not to know about the importance of credit or yeah. the things you need to know growing into a young lady. I grew up thinking that, you know, having kids at 19 and getting food stamps, that was the way to go, you know? So you educate yourself as years go on, but it's sad to say a lot of us are coming from homes like that, but that's just reality. Reality. So, um, yeah, I actually was like, it's time to go. So when I realized credit is more important than money, a lot of people think money is more important than credit, and it's not. You, you'd be surprised how money is just like a, a, a asset to credit and you know what's crazy the, to build off that real quick so i knew the importance of credit and i got my credit fixed but then when i got my credit fixed i became so fixated on like having like a security blanket and a nice mm-hmm. amount of money in my savings that i kind of like overused my credit mm-hmm. so that i could save more money and i fell right back into that like that, that cycle mm-hmm. so you're right yeah you're definitely right you got to be real mindful y'all like it's, it's just hard to find that balance between i want to save and I want to build a lot of money for myself so I can see I got money in my mm-hmm. account versus I want to have $15,000, $20,000, $30,000 in credit mm-hmm. and I don't have more than $1,000 in my savings account. Because these people are not looking for, they're not looking for no fucking money. They're looking for what your background looks like. they look looking, when they pull you up, they want to see Ray Leah or Sheree having XYZ's credit scores because you can't, you can get a car, okay, you can get a car going in there with all cash. Who the fuck got all cash? You're right. <laughs> like, who got $30,000 or whatever the car you want just sitting around for a car? But you can't do that. But if you don't, they're going to pull your credit up. And they are called hard inquiries, where they're going to pull the hard credit. So that means that's going to drop your credit score some. Mm. And it's going to sit there for an X amount of time. So not until you have to call them up to remove that hard inquiry because it's making your credit score drop. That's so true. So you're a first-time home, a homeowner, correct? Yes, yes. I am excited, nervous, and all at one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That's like yeah. a milestone. Congratulations. Thank you, baby. What did renting teach you? Uh, that it's not your house and you're paying somebody else to uh, fix their house up. The, you think about it like over the years that you've run it all your life, I could have bought a home by now. You know, all the money you spent, right? Yeah, like all the money I spent, and it's just time. But you know, growth come with not age, it come with mentality. So, I don't knock nobody. You could be 65 and you decide you want to buy a yeah. house. That's your business. You know what I mean? Everybody got their own time frame when they want to do something. I agree. I like that you added that. Because mm-hmm. I think that we're too critical of each other. Mm-hmm. When we gr- get to a certain level mm-hmm. of understanding, we're so big to be mm-hmm. like, I had mine at 30 or mm-hmm. I had mine at 20. And it's like, no, whatever works for you, mm-hmm. works for you and vice versa. So what do you need to become a homeowner? Because I don't own a house. So yeah, like, fill me in. <laughs> Let me know. So like... The credit score that you need to purchase a home is 680. So if you guys could get a, a, a not 680, I'm sorry, 580, guys. Okay, not too so, bad. So um, you need a 580 to go ahead and to even consider of looking at a home. 
Um, your interest rate might be a little high because the credit score is somewhat low, but it, it's still a look. Hey. Um, you want to have at least a good 10 to, depending on what you're getting, 10 to 20,000 sitting in your account, in your savings. Okay. Don't touch it. Don't, don't try to touch it. Uh, you want to make sure you're not buying things that are, uh, causing you to have like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like some type of financial, um, kind of just causing you to just finances. I can't get it out. So you don't want to have finances, anything that's cause finances, like buying a car. Okay. You know, things like that. I get like what you're that. saying. Like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? That's going to cause you to have monthly payments on it. Um, and you want to start stacking that bread and you want to make sure that once they say, okay, you are approved for a house to go look for a house because of your credit, they're going to start digging into your income. Mm. So these this is what a part where how much you make matters. Matters. So if you're making, for example, every two weeks, fifteen hundred dollars, then, and that's all you're making, you're not gonna look at a house on more than about two fifty. Okay. So I'm sorry, I have allergies. So you're not gonna look at it to no more than about two fifty. So two fifty. Uh, and that's two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. By the way, you guys wanted to know, and and more income you receive, the more you can go up. But doesn't mean because of how much income you receive. It's about what you really want to spend on a house. Because this is your home for the next 30 plus years. 30 to 33. You want to be in Yeah. Exact. So this is what you want to worry about. Do I want to pay 19 a month for mortgage? Do I want to pay 12 month, 1200 a month for mortgage? But I look at it like this. If you can rent a house for 800 or to $1,000 or to $1,500, why not rent, Why not pay a mortgage that's going to be yours? You can do whatever you want to yeah. do to it in your own home. And you know what's going towards what is yours for the rest of your life. It's called an asset. And now your value of your living went up. And now you are worth something. You have a network. You now. exist. You exist. Yeah. So these are things that you want to look forward to. And, I, you know, it's so sad because I don't want to single people out when it comes to, you know, ethnic groups and things like that but i'm gonna speak to black women and young black ladies real quick like you know Mm -hmm. at the end of the day we was raised to like get out at 18 and go you're grown or you know just not the right proper teachings of what to do so you guys be having these babies and y'all depend on welfare and y'all depend on cash from these people every two weeks and they're not really even giving you anything and people don't tell you that you can actually have somebody to help you grow and fix your stuff. So here's a little game for you. Like, dig into and call these people, like, when it's kind of student loans, or if you got messed up student loans, they'll fix something with you. They'll work it out with you. Where you pay, like, no more than $50 a month, if they, to get out of deferment and you be in good graces. That builds your credit up. Things like that. And if you don't have anything on your credit, don't get nothing on your credit. Don't let no nigga put no name in his car for you. No, none of that. Like, I'm put your name in the nigga. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So Basically, she's saying don't get a, a guy your car in your name. Okay, exactly, ladies? Exactly. I don't care how long y'all been together. Exactly. Because this is your credit and this is your livelihood and your lifestyle at the end of the day. And I'm not saying that y'all not going to be together for the rest of your life. But you never know. I know I wasn't. So, yeah. Um, and I didn't have nobody to teach me. I had to learn the hard way. And I'm I'm not downplaying anybody that's on public assistance because I was on there for years. Trust me. Years. And what made me get off of it was I got a job. And once I got the job, they kicked me off. But I was so scared because I was so used to receiving these food stamps every two weeks that I didn't think I could survive with four kids in the yeah, house. Yeah, man. And paying rent and paying for my own food out my pocket. Yeah. But then once I got accustomed to it, 
I didn't never want to see food stamps again. I know because that's now, right. You don't you don't have control of my life. Yeah, I don't got to report to you every I don't six have to months. To you. Yeah, you don't know what's going on with me. Any of that stuff, and it feels good to be independent and on your own. So they know our black community is going to always be a downfall because we all depend on this type of stuff. So for ladies that's growing up and get older, even if you don't got nothing to do right now, if you on welfare, take advantage of it. Go to school for them on free. Like, you know, things of that nature. Like, go take go back to nursing school. I don't care what you want to pick up, a tree, anything. Do something so you can come out on top better for yourself, better for your kids, things like that. And as time goes on, you'll be, you'll be feeling so independent. You want to fix your credit. You want to go ahead and purchase a home. You want to do these things. Like, our parents didn't teach us growing up, like, oh, fix your credit, things like that. I'm not going to get too much into Caucasian detail, but I know some a lot of them personally, whereas though they didn't kick their kids out at 18. Nor did they get, like, cable and shit in their None kids' name. None of that type of stuff. Yeah. And their kids was ready to fly the nest by the time they was 25, 26 with excellent A1 credit. Yeah. With a house that they purchased. Things of that nature. Where we're still scrambling looking for jobs at Walmarts and things like that. Nothing wrong with Walmart. Power to people that work at Walmart. Things. Of- but there's more to life. It's more to life. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think that that's... What you said already is just, like, so incredible because you're right. Like, we aren't really taught, like, financial literacy. Right. Um, at all and right. I took some of that in high school because I went to like a pretty good high school but when it's not always like taught at home or when it's not really like taught from people who are above you or who you admire you do get lost into that cycle especially if you're not searching for more I would love to know how the hell you got a repo <laughs> <laughs> off your credit because you have a great credit score I'm not going to put your credit score out there but it's like astronomical <laughs> and like how because my brother he is like he knows a lot about cars and like financing and stuff and he always tells me like just don't whatever you do don't get your car repulled he like whatever you do so please explain how you got this ha- to happen so i had a situation where it's a part in your life when you're buying a home process and for those who bought homes already you already know what i'm talking about uh it's called the big dogs they're called the underwriters and once you get the realtor and you get a lender, the lender is who helps you for the first time home buyers give you a grant. So these people gather up all your information, whether it's where you live at, what your credit score is, what your income is like, all of these things. And they take all of this together and they send it to the big dog. Mm-hmm. The big dog sends back what she requires or he requires what you need more to go to settlement. Settlement is the day you receive your keys to the home. You shake hands, you sign a, it's called the Bible, and you sign a whole big package of paperwork. That's that day. But in order to get to that day, you have to do everything the underwriter asks that they require back. So I actually had a repo on my credit that actually was falling off next year. Um, if y'all guys don't know what TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, those are the main three credit bureaus, and Experian is the mother of all credit bureaus, the most strictest credit bureau you could deal with. They're not like Equifax or TransUnion. You can't get anything by them. That's why when you want to pull your credit score, you got to go through Experian. So with that being said, it would not fall off Experian. Most times when you have credit, they usually sell your businesses to another company. And that's why it's so easy to get it off your credit because that company doesn't have your exact information for what you signed up for. So they have to prove that it's you. This particular company did not sell anything. They kept their company and then who they, you know, go through. So I owed $11,000, guys, 
on this car that was falling up falling off next year but i needed to get off now because i have to get my house so what happened was they told me how was i going to resolve it so at first they gave my husband 1500 they could you know we could resolve it with 1500 when i realized I, that's when you know you got somebody you got a boss now you you offering me a deal to do it for fifteen hundred over eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. That means that you really don't care. You just want us to give you something. Okay, fine. If it was up to me, I would let it fall off next year. It's not a big deal. But then it's done. You're trying to get a home. Now I know I can negotiate. So what I did was I called back and I did the pity talk. Hey, I'm a woman of uh, with five children. I'm trying out here. Whatever works for you. I don't know what your situation is, how you do it, but I guess they call me the gift of gab when I be talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got it to where as though I only had to pay eight hundred dollars out of eleven thousand dollars. Eight hundred out of eleven thousand dollars. And immediately I made them remove it from my credit and fax over to the lender that it is removed from my credit. So basically. There's nothing that can't be fixed in credit. It's nothing that cannot be fixed in Just credit. Just negotiate. Just negotiate. I love that. Yes. So, and Some things can actually just come right off. Yeah, because you have the seven-year window, right? Yeah. When things fall off. Even with a seven-year window, like you could have someone here for like four years and it's something stupid. With credit, you have up to 30 days to respond back to the credit bureaus that, yes, I have the proper information that this is... X, Y, and Z. If they do not respond in 30 days, it's supposed to come off immediately. And that's when you like, um, you, you get an inquiry and you try to get it taken off. You dispute it. Mm -hmm. And the company that you dispute it from has 30 days. To get back to the credit bureaus and let them know like, hey, yes, we do have the proper documentation or no, we don't. If they don't, gotcha. it got to come off. You have 30 days to respond. Okay. And that's, that's, that's by law. So, there you go. So, when you got your dream house, what made you decide to leave Philly? Well, it's just time for a change. You know, I've been in Philly all my life. Like, I'm not a person that... I love my city. Don't get me wrong. I was born and raised in Philly. So, that's just that some people grow and move on. Like, I'm one of them people that I wanted to move to a different state. I wanted to be somewhere where it's a comfort zone, a quiet zone. Then my son, you know, um, I have a son that's actually 20 years old. And um, he was incarcerated when he was 18 for a gun violence situation. He did. He killed someone. Um, based upon it was uh, a bullying slash gang of kids fighting kids and kid shit basically right and he reacted so when he reacted the outcome was he was looking at life and we got it off the table to 22 to 44 years so now he's about to spend 20 years in prison which meaning he's not coming home till he's about 40 he was 21 this year it was in his last year of high school wow um it could it put me through a real 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 bad 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 dark place um to the point i was sheltering nothing but my children i was shutting everybody out and i didn't want to be around anybody and that's when my decision came that when you're going through something y'all let me tell you something when you're in your darkest place you will know who's for you and who's not for you trust and believe that whether it's family or friends you will know who is by your side and you recognize it without even saying anything so best believe you could love a person to death and you will know that person when you go through some trauma or a rough place. So that's when you know who's really for you. Um, and it just made me realize who was really for me. It made me realize what I wanted for my kids, for myself. Mm. And I just feel like, you know, Philly became really bad with crime. And I just wanted my kids to be out of this situation. And I felt like, you know, the move I'm making is quiet. It's a different atmosphere. 
And it's nothing wrong with your kids engaging in different things. You're not corny or you're not bougie or you're not fake or you're not, oh, you talk white as kids would say. You're educated. You're educated. You talk proper. There's no such thing as talking white. Everybody talks proper. Proper is proper. Those things are fine. But at the end of the day, it's okay for my kid to leave a bike in the yard for two days. Or not have to duck bullets. And not have to duck bullets or worry about, oh my gosh, she hasn't got back in from the corner store yet. Things like that. So, you know, it's okay to transition to different things that's for the better. And don't let nobody stop you from doing it because there's nothing wrong with that. And that's what I did. I transitioned for the better. And it was something that I wanted my kids to see in life and know that it's okay to have these things in life. So that's what made me move forward and go ahead and move. You know, I ain't too far. I'm going to be back and forth. Yeah, I think it's important that you expose your kids while they're still young. Yeah, yeah, definitely. To something different. And what would you say to a mom who maybe is going through something similar, like with her son, maybe he's in prison for a a gun charge or for murder? Like, what what piece of advice would you give them? Um, Just be strong. You know, if you have other children out here outside of that child, you still have kids that look up to you and need you. So you have to be mindful of that. And it's hard. And it's a hard task. And sometimes you could be in a dark place where sometimes you can't even get yourself out of it. But you have to, I don't know what everybody believe in, but you have to believe in God. So whatever your higher up is, believe in it and believe in it strongly. And pray every day. And I mean every day for strength for yourself, strength for your children, for your family, because it affects everybody. Yeah. And you just got to pray. And because believe it or not, it sounds corny and lame to people that are younger. But prayer is the answer. If you still out here living and getting things that you need by, believe me, you ain't getting it just because you doing it. Yeah. God is the number one key is the reason why you're doing it. So be grateful for that. And your strength will grow. And for me, my strength grew a little more and more as I seen that it could be worse. He could be dead. It's yeah. moms that can't ever get their sons back ever again in life. You know? It's so true. So you, you just got to be thankful for what you do have. So true. I'm glad you shared that because I know a lot of people can relate to that. You know, we're from the same place. So we see mm-hmm. so many young guys, you know, fall victim to the streets mm-hmm. and, you know, the grave. My my nephew is 18, looking mm-hmm. at 20 to 40, I believe, right now for attempted murder. He par- Allegedly, he shot someone and the guy is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. So I don't really know the specifics of the case, but I definitely can relate to, like, that that heartbreak when you see a kid, you love a kid, you you hold them in diapers and they grow up and then they go off to a fucking cell. Yeah, it, it's so devastating and we just we're exposed to so much traumatic shit way too early on in life. It's and, like our normal. And moms, don't blame yourself because a lot of times we blame ourselves for our kids' actions and what happens with our kids. Like I blame myself. I'm not gonna lie, but. It's not our fault. If you're in a parent that's a structured home and you raise your kids right, kids going to pick and choose what they're going to want to do anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm a cop kid. I did everything under the sun. I'm going to beat bitches' asses, all types of stuff. Excuse my language, y'all. But I done did all types of stuff. Like, I done got locked up. Like, you name it. I did it. You know what I mean? So like, Yeah, we it, have other influences. Right. So, it's not that you're not raised proper. So, for people that's judging people that have kids that are incarcerated... You know, it's not the parents' fault. Because people are like, oh, it's the parents' fault. No, I raised my kids right. My son was no drug dealer. He wasn't hanging in the streets. It was curfew time. It was you go in the house, make sure the siblings is doing their homework till I get off of work type time. So do not think that all households just don't care about their children. Yeah. When they do certain things like that because that's not the case. So don't blame yourselves, moms. You are awesome. You are strong. And you got this. And you got other kids that look up to you that need you. And if you don't, you still are strong. 
So you'll get through this with your child. Trust me. I love that. So let's switch gears. I want to talk about music because when I saw yes. that you had artists, I'm yes. like, wait, you do my hair. Yes. What are you, an A&R or something? Explain. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I have the dopest, dopest artists. They are called the OMB Twins. They are on social media. They are next up and coming. These guys I love because they are so versatile. Like, they they can model. They can rap. They can do anything to give you that, you know what I mean? That whole energy of like oh these guys even when they walk in the room like if we walk in the room with a bunch of like you know managers or um um with engineers and things like that when they even performing that vibe is just crazy yeah they had that like star quality yeah they had the star quality the whole vibe is just everything like uh we went to chicago they performed they opened up for the baby and things like that even though the pandemic is kind of slowing us down but we're gonna be all right uh but yes guys um i love uh managing them and honestly Management wasn't in my description, honestly. It just came to me. Crazy. Like, because I, <laughs> I, I was, like, nowhere near ever in my life. And I happened to watch him, um, what is that, uh, the, the thing that comes on where they talk about the celebrities, Brandy Mama speaking on how she didn't expect to be a manager. And she just was taking it day by day. And then next thing you know, Boys and Men had asked her to manage them. Like, that's where I'm at with it. Like, you know, once I got into the game, but a lot of guys, it's kind of hard for female being a manager because it's not for a woman, as they say. Sexist. Sexist. But they call me the long shark because I'm not letting you, no. I'm a bully. bully, So you're not getting over with me like that. So, you know, I'm just sharp with the game or whatever. So it's kind of, uh, a good quality for me and a good tool because I love music and I was raised in the street. So it's not like I can't do both. You know yeah, what I mean? Like so, it's not uncharted territory. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you know how to handle yourself. Exactly. So it's like, I'm cool with that. So, um, and you just always be a good mentor because a lot of these young people that's coming up, it's just like in this game, they just need somebody they could trust. Somebody they could trust that's going to see them the right way. And they have good intentions. And good intentions. A lot yeah. of people just off of self and the dollar signs and things like that. For me, I feel like God going to bless me either way. So I just look at it as if I'm going to help get you where you need to be. But I'm going to help you be on the right track as well. Whether you stay with me or whether you move forward. It doesn't matter. Like I love that. So, yeah, they dope, y'all. So I need y'all to check them out. Those are my boys. And... In the future, I'll get more artists. Yeah, that was my next question. Like, are you looking for anyone else? Yes, I'm actually looking for singers at this point. So, I'm looking for a John B. type guy. And I'm looking for that voice of a woman like a, the next Erica Badu. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so. Speaking yeah. of Erica Badu, did you Girl, see that battle? When I say some power, power, powerful queens, like, don't women listen. That's how you lift. Listen, the feminine energy, the, the feminine, luminosity, <laughs> everything, like yeah. the whole shebang. Like the end, it was crazy. Beautiful. How, I watched all three and a half hours. By the way, listen, I cried. I cried. It like was beautiful. I, I never felt so much. The the universe was just connecting. Like I just mm-hmm. never felt so much energy like that a day in my life. It was great, good energy. Yes, man. yes, yes. And like you know. Kudos to them women. Like, pick up the, uh, both of them, Jill Scott and um, Erica Badu. I thought of you a lot watching it because I feel like you you're know, so earthy, earthy and yeah. Afrocentric. <laughs> like, she loves the hair wraps. Yes, yes, yes. I was all just like, that. old vibing. Like, incense. All vibes. Like, yes. Like, I just was like, oh, I can't wait to move. This is where Sage is going to be all through my house. And that's all that's going to be playing. Like, that's just how that's going to go. 
So, yeah, next Erica Badu and John B, huh? Next Erica Badu and John B. So, if y'all out there and y'all looking, you know, for a manager, I'm available. And, yeah, we're going to move forward. But Rick, I, I have great plans for everybody that is a part of my team. I where can the listeners connect with you and contact you and ask you questions and maybe even be represented oh, by awesome. you? So, you can find me, again, uh, as Brain Entertainment on social media. That's B-R-E-E-M. Entertainment, correct. So I'll give you the correct, uh, it's Bream underscore entertainment gotcha. to be exact. So uh, underscore is a little line at the bottom if you guys don't know what underscore is. Um, and you can find me on there. You can DM me. You know, I even give you guys my number. I'm not afraid to put my number out there. So if you ever just moms that's going through anything that I'm going through, if you want to talk, if you want to vent, or people just didn't want advice, period, 267-423-9771. Again, 267-423-9771. Um, I repeat myself a lot because I have braces, so it sounds like I'm talking conflicted. So please excuse me. I'm getting adjusted to these things in my mouth. Uh, but yeah, so you guys can reach me there. Facebook, I'm not on Facebook too much, but I'm under Shabri White on there. So if you can find me on there, I'll get, out, I'll get faster to you back through Instagram though. And through my phone number. And email me, wshabri at yahoo.com. That's W-S-H-A-B-R-E-E at yahoo.com. Thanks, girl. Yes, baby. So much free game. Yes, yes, yes. And y'all got to, y'all see my baby be doing her thing, though. <laughs> y'all see my baby be doing she her thing. She always show me love. I yes, like, <laughs> she be popping, y'all. Let Thank me tell you. you about her. She is one of the best people I ever met in my life. For her to be a banger, like a, a good supermodel and just pretty, just natural Thank beauty you. and all, like, you know, her whole energy and her personality is just, like, beautiful. Like, you know, I don't really click with a lot of people because there's so much negative energy Same. out here. Especially on like a set. We met exactly. on set. Exactly. I don't ever like on become s- friends with people I'm Exactly. On set. We met by having the same energy and everything. We just was on the same type time. Yep. And it's been ever since. And that's been about a good five years ago. So yeah, like, it might be longer. Whew. It might be longer than that. Time flying. Yeah. I ain't gonna put my age out there. But <laughs> it might be a little longer. Yeah, but my girl is doing her thing. And that goes to show you dedication to you young ladies that want to model or in a modeling game. Like, she put her blood, sweat, and tears in this. Because anything you see her do, trust and believe I watch her grow through the years with it. Yes. So, you guys can do it because she's doing it. And, you know, just be grateful every day of it. And be yourself. Don't for push sure. up nobody. Stay Authenticity yourself is the secret to everything. Yes. Don't let nobody change who you are. And you could be whatever you want to be. So, don't let nobody discourage you in anything you do. I love that. And that's just real honesty, you know. And I, I, I pray for women, period. I don't care what color or skin you are. Um, because we are the world. We rule the universe. Yeah. So, you know, we are the, we are minimized to certain things. But at the end of the day, like, you have the power and the brains to do whatever you want to do. So do not let nobody mentally abuse you and tell you that you cannot do it because you can. Facts. And you know I'm all about woman empowerment. Okay. So we're going to end on that note. Thanks, girl. You're welcome. <laughs> Cyber guys, I just wanted to add, like, you know, most times when you don't see certain podcasts, you always want to visualize the background of, like, where the setting is at. So this setting right here, I'm looking at this beautiful white sage, which if you guys are not into sages or into sages, um, white sage are representative for purity, is representative for, like, you know, positivity, 
and you burn this through the whole entire house and when you burn sage you should always open your windows and let the negative energy out so the good positive energy could come in don't ever leave your windows closed and every time I come to my girl house, she always got some essentials burning. Rather. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a candle lover. Like when Same. I say she has everything, like her, 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 it's just the oxygen flow. Like everything is good with her. She has the plant right here. She has a little waterfall. She has the sage with the smudger. She has, you know, the candle. She has the, um, what is that? The oil burner over yeah. there. Everything in here she has that is for that setting and for that moment. So, like, she, my girl is really, like, an earth tone person. And she's really, like, earthly. Like, she, she's into everything that I love. And she doesn't even get too deep in it, but she doesn't yeah, you, You're deeper than me. Like, she... <laughs> I go a little deep, deep You know more, though. Like, you, she, I got my incense popping, too. Yeah, I'm <laughs> my incense. She got incense burner over there. Her cute little unicorn. Yes, I love unicorns. And, <laughs> yes, like, and you, when you come here, you can just feel the vibe and the positivity. So... This is the background of her podcast every day. That y'all don't the, get to see. That y'all don't get to see, even with me not being on it. So, I'm going to give y'all what y'all should visualize when y'all listen to her podcast every day. So, yeah. Tune into her on a regular basis because she's doing an awesome job and modeling at the same time. Who say we don't rock? Listen. We do it. We Period. Do it. Thanks, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I learned so much from this interview, guys, and I'm sure that you did too. If you're from where we're from, you understand how it feels to live in an environment that's not 100% safe, that's not positive, that doesn't really look great. And she found the way out. And I think that it's great to hear that from her because she's not trying to sell you something. She's not trying to profit. She's giving you guys a load of free game and... She's just walking you through the process and teaching you how to do better. She's a first-time homeowner. It's never too late to own a house. It's never too late to decide to do something different and to do something bigger. And that's why this interview was so empowering for me because I've known her for so long and I've watched her grow and evolve. And it's always good when you see people close to you transform, get their wings, and fly. So, for that reason, I just encourage you guys to not be a prisoner to your circumstances right now. She got a repo off of her credit history. So, you can never be so far off that you can't come back and fix your life and move forward in a healthy and positive way. So, I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in. And I hope to see you guys back here next week on Everything is Everything. Bye-bye.